Now listening to Real Friends, a movie podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Madison. And this is the season three premiere of Real Friends. And we're like hitting it hard, season three. We're hitting it so hard. We're whooping out the big ships, if you will. I will. We have have Crystal and Kelsey back to help us record this episode. Hello, Crystal. Hello, Kelsey. How the heck are you? Hi. So for those of you who remember our good friends, it was not as not as exciting. It was exciting. It was a contentious episode, season two, <laughs> episode 38, Movies We Disagree on Part Two, where we recorded our uh our Avatar episode. <laughs> it was very fun to record, but listening back and like the feedback we got from people were like, were you guys are okay? you guys still friends? <laughs> yeah, my favorite was that people were like, "Are you guys mad at each other? Like, are you still friends?" That was my favorite. Which I mean, I think we did a good job then. Yeah, I don't want to say I was concerned about the friendships, but I did text Emily and Kelsey afterwards and say, "Are we still friends?" Uh, we so, were not so concerned at all. We were like, "Yeah, that went great." And then I listened back, and I was like, "I'm such a oh, bitch." No. <laughs> I was like, I was, I felt bad. I didn't listen. even listen. I was like, <laughs> I must have been bad. I, I was so mean. I was like, I'm such a dick. Um, so um, we're gonna- I was, I was pretty drunk. So I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the recording was fun, which is why we're all still friends to this day, was because we had a fun time recording and we had the conversation. Avatar, yeah, touched nerves. <laughs> I don't think we knew we had, and I don't mean that as a compliment. We're moving on. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't not do it. Oh, we can't talk about it. We're moving we on. We're clearing it. the air in the sea. In the best way, in the best way possible. We're clearing the sea. Oh my God. <laughs> And we're bringing the love back to our friendship with this episode. Uh, And the genre is our first of this series. It's movies that we agree on, (laughs) which is (laughs) bountiful. (laughs) And we're starting off with some positivity. So, Madison, tell us a little bit about what we're doing today. Yes. So to clear the air with our friendship, uh, we are picking the obvious other side of the coin to the Avatar debate, which is... 1997's epic film Titanic. Uh, We were talking about Titanic today, obviously also written and directed by James Cameron. Titanic is a sweeping romance set against the ill-fated maiden voyage of the RMS Titanic, the pride and joy of the White Star Line, and at the time, the largest moving object ever built. She was the most luxurious liner of her era, the Ship of Dreams, which ultimately carried 1,500 people to their death in the ice-cold waters of the North Atlantic in the early hours of April 15, 1912. Titanic, as I said, was released in 1997, written and directed by James Cameron, and stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, Kathy Bates, Billy Zane, Gloria Stewart, and many others. Uh, You've seen this movie. You love this movie. It won 11 Oscars. It's Still the third highest grossing film of all time was the second highest grossing until pretty recently. And at $200 billion. What are the first and second, Madison? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. (laughs) At at $200 billion, the movie cost more than the Titanic itself. Cost to construct the ship 
1912 was 1.5 million, equivalent to 7.5 million at the time. So this pun intended blows that number out of the water. That's um, a really good fact. I thought so. So that's Titanic. It is literally one of the biggest movies ever made. It is a monster of a movie to talk about and to cover. But that's why we have Crystal and Kelsey here to help us. So to kick things off, Crystal, Kelsey, we want to hear about your history with this movie. When you first watched it, how you feel about it now. Give us the lowdown. Wow, what an introduction. I think you missed... (laughs) In my opinion, to answer your question, like my relationship with the movie, and I'm not joking, I'm not exaggerating, I think it is a cinematic marvel and the greatest American film of all time. And I, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into why, all of the metrics. But it just, like, to me, is pretty hard to argue. I don't know that any film has been as successful financially, culturally, critically acclaimed like none of the movies in the top 10 box office to me touch Titanic in these other regards. I saw it when it came out. I was seven. Too young to watch it. I think like in we a movie we were... in a movie theater. Yeah. Oh um, shit. My mom's brother took me, my uncle. He is honestly, I think I attribute he better not get so happy that I'm about to admit this on air. <laughs> um, but he I think is why I got into movies at, as a, at a pretty young age. He um my uncle Chaba, he got he has always been like my movie buff uncle um and so yeah he took me to the movie theaters what's funny is that like now i think he pretends not to like it i think we should probably talk about the backlash that i think is gendered um but at the time if you're listening to this Chaba, you were very into this movie he took me to see it like five or six times that year in Get 1998 uh, amazing yeah. Yeah, so i thought you Thank your uncle for the box office success for that film. <laughs> he and I together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's been my favorite movie, I think, since the beginning. Um, and yeah, I have been. And Leo Mania got me the way that it did everyone else in the fourth grade. You know what I'm saying? Um, Leo all over my binder, obsessed with Kate Winslet. So yeah, I've been a diehard fan for the last like 25 years. Beautiful. That was great. Truly. What about yeah. you, Kelsey? Kelsey, I know, has a lot of background with this movie. So, Kelsey, what about you? Yeah, so I talked to my sister last night, and I was like, okay, did you go see Titanic in theaters with mom? And she's like, I did. So I did the math, and Bridge was also seven at the time. Um, <laughs> and I was five, so I couldn't go. But I saw it as soon as it came out on VHS, of course. Um, and I'm, I'm sure my mom saw it a few times after. But um, my mom and I loved watching films. So this is like a good film to remember her by. And I was just like obsessed with it. I was going to say I was a little perv when I was little, but I think I was just like really (laughs) sex positive. So sex scene was like my jam. Had to watch it. But I was more of a second tape girl, you know, with all the action. Oh, yeah. But I think in my older age, I'm a first tape girl. I like the romance. I like the storytelling. And then it just gets too sad. But... I also talked to my dad and my stepmom. Paige saw it three times in theaters when it was out. My dad has still not seen it to this day. Um, And he is very proud about that. I was like, wasn't that one of mom's favorite films? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) Why you you bragging, Brad? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Man. Um, But also, (laughs) such a man. Um, Celine Dion was huge in our household. So Celine, Titanic, Match Made in Heaven. 
And um, as I told you guys, my friends and I wrote a script called Titanic the Sequel. Um, it's nine scenes. Um, there's nothing really about um, uh, Leo and Rose like falling in love. Um, there's a whole restaurant scene that never happened. You <laughs> couldn't remember. Wait, why would Leo, is Leo in it? He, spoiler alert, everybody. He doesn't he make alive? it to the end of the first one. <laughs> Well, the restaurant scene is scene three, so it's early on. Got it. Um, we oh, also didn't remember it. his name was um, Jack, so his name's Leo in the script. Um, <laughs> Fabrizio is Pete. Couldn't remember his name. Italian he was in, in fourth grade, lost it, found it in eighth grade, and finished it. And you can tell oh. exactly where the humor changes. Amazing. Um, can you read some? some extras out of that at some point during that during this yeah. podcast okay yeah. whatever your favorites we'll are we'll get back to it knowing that children wrote this it makes it that much better so i it's think we need to hear pretty a little good. bit about it. the sinking scene's the best because there's a guy and his name is wet man and all he says <laughs> all he says is i'm wet <laughs> wow is this the second greatest american movie ever <laughs> it is both culturally so financially yeah i feel like um, we're gonna need we're gonna need not to put um sex positive younger kelsey on the spot but i feel like we're gonna need a screenshot of some part of that script for to share oh yes i already have a photo well, in the, we're putting it on instagram okay. <laughs> God. yeah like jerry Maguire. i watch that all the time and now i'm like that is not an appropriate film for a young lady <laughs> All right, Madison, what's your experience with Titanic? Uh, Well, similar, I guess, to Kelsey. I watched this way too young, but mine is a much darker (laughs) version of watching this as a young child. I watched this movie for the first time right after my parents got divorced. And my sister always tells this story about how I was watching it wasn't even freaking out about the fact that like there were bunches of people dying but i got really upset when i was a kid when they wouldn't let the dads on the boat great follow-up story is that to f- try to remedy that my dad turned off titanic and then turned on fucking mrs doubtfire the worst <laughs> movie to show to a kid whose parents just did that on purpose or did he have no idea no, and then he's always like, so I put on this movie that I thought you guys were going to love, and then you started screaming again. And I was like, yeah, it's a horrifying film. Uh, anyways, Aww. so that said, I had a horrifying start to this movie in my young childhood, but watched it like that did not deter me from loving and watching it many times. And I do have, like, I do feel like the change over to the second VHS is like a formative moment in my love for cinema. Like, everyone... the. OGs know the exact moment when you're watching the like this is when it cut this is when you would need to stop and switch over the VHS and it is like powerful because like a strong cut is great and like the fact that he had the ability to be like you have to fucking take out that VHS and put in the <laughs> next one and probably rewind it from last time like it is the perfect moment to cut the film anyways so yeah, love like, it. oh you thought this was a romance surprise bitch <laughs> survival survival Wait, film literally Wait, called was... titanic you should have known what was the moment i was trying to look it up because i couldn't remember and i was like after the sex scene after the iceberg yes so it's like else after that it's when they're on the deck it's post mm-hmm. post car bone and mm-hmm. post like 
um, iceberg. And then when <laughs> Jack and Rose are on the deck and like the, they hit and then the ice like comes out, I think it's like right. right, it's either right before that or right after that. What I remember is the captain talking to the crew. Oh. Um, and it's like, God, what is the line? But it's when they're like, we have two hours, bitch. Right? Yeah. Like, it's a <laughs> cut. And then, like, the, and I remember the next scene is Jack and Billy Zane? Like, in the in the room when he's about to get, like, smacked around. That's what I remember. Oh, is like, is like the, the captain is basically like, y'all, this is bad. Okay, cut. so I think, I think then what it is is that the, they're on the deck the ice comes on and it's when like the ice flies at them and they're like ah and then the captain says that because on the deck is when billy zane's guard guy finds yep. them and then brings yep. them downstairs Ugh, such a bitch i hate him um <laughs> emily what about what about you so mine's a little bit different i think i watched titanic a lot in my childhood where i don't remember the origin story of like the first time i watched it like i remember snippets of it for sure but like to be cheesy my fondest memories of watching Titanic are with Kelsey. Because, <laughs> oh, like, sweet. we watched it. How many times have we watched this movie together? Like, at least 18. A lot. Right, That's a like, lot. Don't even so, know how many. Yeah. So, and we would, and Kelsey and I would, like, it would be, like, no time has passed. We'd put it on. We'd either, like, fast forward to, like, a random spot. Like, again, like, the second VHS tape, but, like, on streaming. So we were, like, the beginning part is great. We're going to fast forward to when this man hits the propeller. Um, you know, like we we had like very hungover days where we're like, let's just put on Titanic and just bet. great hangover you know? movie. Great, hangover exactly. Bad. You watched yep. it recently, hungover, right, Madison? I did. After your yeah. friend's wedding, just so a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. So like, my fondest memories are like watching it specifically with Kelsey because we watched it so many times back to back, and that's like my fondest memories of watching this movie. Um, of course, we all it's so sweet. <laughs> we know we know the VHS, you know the double VHS. I think somebody actually made a purse out of it too, like the <laughs> double VHS. I'm like, I would like to purchase that. Stop it. I feel like I actually have a question to kick us off based yeah. on what we were just talking about before we get into the gritty details. Do you have a moment, a specific moment, when you're watching this movie? Once shit starts going down, so we're talking end of first VHS, beginning of second, like where you get the like chills, where you get the the moment when you're like, <laughs> we are fucked. Because every time I watch this movie, there's one line to me and there's one scene where I'm just like, holy shit, this movie is so good. I have one moment, so I'm wondering if you guys do, but I can kick us off if, if we're ready. I think you should kick it, up, kick it off. And I also saw Crystal get really excited, so. Okay, we were talking about him uh, before we logged on here, before we started recording, but Mr. Victor Garber, a.k.a. Mr. Andrews. Hot. There's the moment, <laughs> hot, right? First of all, one hot, two. There's the scene with him, the captain, the dad from Jumanji, that's you know how that. I refer to him too. He is his name. That's I is literally dumb. yes. I literally his name is technically it's Mr. Ismay, and the, the, there's they make that fun dick joke about him earlier. Speaking yeah. of, this, but but yes, he's literally only henceforth to be known as the dad from the Jumanji. dad from Jumanji, and everybody yeah. will know what we're talking about. It's the scene so post iceberg hit when they're all talking about the thing and Victor Garber has like the blueprints out mm-hmm. and one of them says like she can't sink and Victor Garber says she's made of iron sir I assure you she can that single line to me every time I'm like 
we're fucking going down. We're going down. <laughs> it's so good. So I want to hear your guys. Okay, good so one. mine's kind of weird because it's supposed to be this like beautiful moment. I think, what, and I'm sure we're going to get into it. I think what makes this movie so good is that somehow James Cameron, like every time you watch it, you really want it to be different at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's, I, I, there's a bigger conversation here. I think about like tragedies. Right. And like, you know, sh- like that's Shakespeare. Do you know what I'm saying? Like starting off with knowing how it ends and then like going there. Like, so <laughs> there's, even though this is a beautiful moment, like I watch it and I'm like, one of them's going to die and I know which one's going to live. Right. It's when Billy Zane tricks her into getting into that boat and she's, it's going down. And the fireworks all cross, or the flare fireworks, the flare across <laughs> her face, the like slowly sinking of the lifeboat, the her looking up at him, like, you know, he's gonna die. And she jumps off to say, I'm doing it with you. <laughs> like, I was seven years old in shambles. Like, I did, <laughs> like, she jumped off knowing exactly what was gonna happen in my mind. Right. It was not a like, how are we going to survive this together? It was like, we're going down together. Right. Like it's, it's a, it's a scene that when I am like a certain level of drunk, I still cry (laughs) (laughs) watching that. Like it's, it's, it's gives me chills. So that's my, that's my scene where I'm just like, oh, he's, he's about to die. You know, except I got chills just hearing you retell the scene. That was good. You remember yeah. it, right? You remember yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yes. Like, it's, it's the just... saddest and most romantic moment, too. Ugh. Like, uh, I love it. And then he's like, You're so stupid. And he's like, kissing her. And you're like, Oh, so stupid, Rose. Katie and, oh, I always, stupid. Katie and I always, like, we will just say Rose the way that Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> says it. Like, it's, it's like R, capital R, capital H, lowercase O, S, E. Rose capital s e yeah it's very and like it's pronounced it's that and like jack jack <laughs> no no it's quite- like a really hard ck jack, jack. Jack. <laughs> that was frozen rose <laughs> froze this is a, a size <laughs> This is a side tangent, but I saw like some trivia thing and it was like, Leo and Kate are embarrassed by their performances, which I hate when they use. It's like, no, no, they were young and they were playing young people. Like, I think they did a great job. Yeah, they did yeah, do a good but, job. But Kate was like, I guess she was like, oh, my accent was so bad. And I was like, it really wasn't. I thought it was Agreed. great. Yeah. Seven like, year olds, I think we got all appreciate it too. We're like, yeah, this is just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> just right. Well, and it's like, that old timey, like they got, they have weird accents or like a little British, you know, like it's fine. I think she did a great job. And then, yeah, Leo was like, I was such a punk. It's like, well, yeah, you were playing like a 17 year old. Like that's perfect. That's what you're supposed to be. To add to that really quickly. Did you know that Kate and Leo were 21 years old and 22 years old respectively? I thought Kate was older than him the entire time I've watched. Actually these movies which is crazy. i think it's because especially as a child she looks like a woman and She's he a looks like a woman he looks like a movies. boy yeah it's true mm-hmm. in that movie or at least as a kid yeah. that's how it seemed to me is like i thought that she was a lady and that he was mm-hmm. like 
not in like a weird way just like in like he was more boyish and she was more mature yeah right yeah but yeah the fact that they as early 20 year olds had the emotional capacity to like do anything that they did on that movie like congrats i love them yeah it's impressive and that's like so early in their careers too like holy shit i have a chill scene does it matter what point of the movie it's at no not at all Hmm. okay there's so much to unpack in this movie but like at the end of the day it's also a romance it's like historic it's it's historical it's a romance but the but upon this recent rewatch when they're at the very like the bow of the ship and they're going down and kate just turns to jack and says jack this is where we first met and he looks at her and like kisses her because they know they're going down and he just like holds on to her so tight i was like like, right now oh my god like i don't know if you can see that you probably can't but i was just like they're fucking in love dude like the purest form of love that you can have like like to add on to what crystal was saying earlier like she jumped off the lifeboat to go back to be with jack like knowing what their imminent death was probably going to be so that's just kind of an added factor on top of that but that was just such a sweet pure moment watching everybody else like dying essentially below them and she had the like wherewithal to just say that really sweet thing was just so nice and I was watching it and I was like why am I crying right now oh because it's beautiful <laughs> that's a nice moment yeah it's a moment nice. of beauty right before I like that it's so horrible yeah I know all right Kelsey yeah. bring us on home I think probably like two scenes when she when Rose is going to save um Jack and she has to go find something to like they can't find the key oh, so she has yes. to go find something so she gets the axe and she goes back in the hall and it's like almost fucking full and so she's like maneuvering with the axe like that is like peak nervousness for me I think and that's when like all this the tension starts um what was the other one? Oh, when the old couple is in the bed oh, no, and the water's flowing in <laughs> I cry every time also like what a weird choice. I know, okay, so I wonder, like, was everyone, not everyone was blocked down in the third class, but, like, also, that's so fucked up. Just let them go. Like, why are you trying Like, the hysteria that they're doing, like, for, like, like yeah. the lack of chill that they have. Apparently, if it makes us feel better, that was not historically accurate. That is not okay. something that happened. They did not lock the doors to keep the lower class people. Good. And like, I think we'll get oh, to this conversation I kind of like that it was added because I think it does make the dialogue about classism more interesting that that happened. But yeah, historically, people are not locked. But but 75% of the third class did die. Yes, yes, yes. They're still, it's still awful. Yeah, But yeah, yeah, that was for cinematic effect, I think. Yeah, I'm sure they like cherry pick too. Like, okay, you have a first class ticket, so you're on the boat first. Right. Um, like women and children of like the aristocratic, you know, right. class. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, what a weird choice to like go just lay down in your bed and be like, oh, I'm just going to drown. Like the mom who tucks her kids in, like, <gasps> be a peaceful death. They're going to wake up and they're going <laughs> to drown. <laughs> but it's okay because she's, she's telling them a story. <laughs> and we don't like, see oh. them dying. <laughs> I think the old folks are the Macy's, right? Or yeah, like, yeah, I read that too. Macy or whatever. Yes, yeah, so yeah. some old rich white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was yeah. a and true story, right? They, yeah, and they make sense to me. Like, they make sense to me as people who they would were just going to be like, no, nope. we can't physically like tread water yeah. for a long time. Right. And yeah. I'm sure there were. I 
like if we're you know thinking about classism i think it's less likely that people in those lower cabins were probably could swim like i don't know like were swimming pools a thing at that time and if they were it was probably a higher class thing so like i do think there was probably a lot of probably not even class related at all but there was probably a lot of people on the ship who had like a fear of the water in general or who just wanted to die in each other's arms that's terrible but i i would like to ask because crystal you kind of started touching this on this and and i do have like um i i i want to expand upon like why we think this movie is so good because i think that you're right you touched upon like there is pushback on this movie and i do think it's gender-based which i hate but i'm gonna let you talk about that but I'd love to hear from everyone, like, why we think this movie is so good. Because um, I kind of feel like it's something that, like, it's never going to be able to be replicated. Like, the way this movie makes people feel to this day is never going to be able to happen again. And I think it's, like, partially because of the timing. Like, I think it's partially because it had, like, this huge budget in 1997 that was used beautifully, right? Like, this movie is a masterpiece. And then I also think it's because, like... There, like, I do think when we're watching movies like this as human beings, we're innately interested in disaster. Like, it's the same reason we're interested in true crime. Like, I think we want to hear, like, oh, this horrible thing happened to these people. What would it have been like to be there? And then what makes the movie work so well is that it has this fictional plot line on top of it that doesn't, like, deter the history of the movie like or the history and like respect of this terrible thing that happened but like instead adds to it like it works really well and then there's like this third element to it which I do credit James Cameron for which for lack of a better word is like science like and facts like when you're watching it you feel intelligent you feel like you're learning about this thing that happened like with the footage of the actual wreck and like with this like newer timeline of of things and learning about how the ship went down and learning about the blueprints and why it sank like it's just kind of like this perfect storm of elements in addition to it coming out in the late 90s when blockbusters were kind of hitting a new peak wave and having this like enormous budget like i just don't think a movie is ever going to be girl you just good. answered your own question yeah that was like that was like, that's that's it. like <laughs> That's, that's it, right? We're all just we're all just like sitting here nodding, like yeah, yes. No, it's, all, it's all of those things, right? Like yeah. I think, I think like so there, to, like I think James Cameron, right, was known for like, and I'm this is not an original idea, right? Like I think there's a, a lot of like film critics and like movie historians, right, feel like for the most part, Cameron's work leading up to Titanic, while full of heart and soul right like sarah connor right was like a great character in terminator for the most part leaned on spectacle and this was like both he did both right like story soul people and like blockbuster science history that both he did all four of those things right and honestly like I think out of all of them, what makes this movie work so well, to be honest, is his passion for that fucking boat. Like, I think that this would have been a beautiful love story. And I think that it would have been a beautiful period piece. But the boat and how much he loves it is palpable. It is palpable. It is the, the first shot is underwater of the boat, of the real boat, of the actual fucking boat. 
underwater and we're just like regular joe schmoes i was in the central valley when the fuck was i seven years old when was i ever gonna be down underwater with the titanic in my life probably never (laughs) do you know what i mean and all of a sudden we all were like and and the, the incredibly smart like the shots in that first scene we see them later in all their glory right and it's like it's subtle it's not an obvious on the nose thing all of a sudden you have to have seen the movie as many times as we have to like catch that with the music too when they give you the little like dining room music with those flash forwards and you're like oh 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 yeah absolutely like i i feel like we would have been able to notice or we or this wouldn't be the like the marvel that it was if it wasn't like for his passion for diving and going down there and from one like what i understand right he like helped fund the technology that like helped scientists go down as deep as they did for for the first time ever like that is wild to me and i also love talking about what the film gets right bill paxton's character as like <laughs> the budget james cameron <laughs> I love a self-aware king. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's down there for the science. He doesn't care about the people. And by the end, he's like in shambles, hanging on to every word that comes out of old Rose's mouth. That's us. Do you know what I mean? Like it's Crystal. Who do you think has more sexual tension, Rose and Jack, or James Cameron and the boat? Um, (laughs) uh, Great question. uh, It's like a lot harder than I think it should be. You know, I think Bill Paxton, Budget James Cameron, and um, the grandma, granddaughter, grandma, oh, Rose. granddaughter, oh, yeah. weirdly had a lot of like sexual oh. tension too that never goes addressed. Maybe that'll be in part two. Yeah. Be, be well, that makes sense right. that he's the budget James Cameron because right. James Cameron married that woman. So, right. Stop it. What? Yeah, they got married. Yeah. What a yeah. fun fact. Yeah, oh he is God. married. He is still fact. currently married to the granddaughter from Titanic. Wow. Good yeah. for him. His longest marriage. Side tangent off of that really quick. How pissed would you be if your grandma fucking pulls this story out of nowhere? And you're like, what? Grandma! I listened to all these goddamn stories and you didn't tell me this one? Like, I'd be so pissed. Now I'm supposed to fly with you on a helicopter to this place. Like, (laughs) grandma. Ballsy for also, also ballsy for Rose. Like, old Rose to get back on a ship at the same site where she was yeah. shipwrecked. Okay. Anyway, there was a there was a pre She's like I'm a hundred. Yeah, she's like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. 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 Also, I love how she's like, oh, I need my pictures. I have to travel with my pictures, and they're all of her. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what that's what I was Me thinking. Like, maybe, like maybe, like I could suspend my disbelief a little bit, where I'm like, maybe the granddaughter just never asked Rose about her life. You know, like grandkids. Mm. We're all selfish. We're like, Grandma, what did you do today? Like, oh, played on my iPad. That's my Nana. Excuse me. Um, love her so much. But like, once you start asking those questions, I feel like that's when grandparents really open up. But looking yeah. at all those pictures, Kelsey, like you just mentioned, I bet Rose only talked about her life. And like, if I were her grandkids, I'd be like, Grandma, is this you flying a plane? Grandma, is this you in the Kentucky Derby? Like, whatever her fucking photo is. Like, I would probably Kentucky be prompted Derby. to like ask her question. She you know what I mean? Jockey. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure, that bitch I, was a jockey. <laughs> I, as we have this conversation, I would be more mad. That we had access to generational wealth, Grandma? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> and we had, we had, we're about to get old money. Old money. <laughs> <laughs> 
but also back to like James Cameron and his love for the Titanic. I just watched like the behind the scenes before this about like compositing all the different shots together. And it's insane. Like every little detail and level he put into every shot and it holds up. Like Mm -hmm. it still looks really good, which is so crazy. Well, did he like build like a a life-size like version mm-hmm. of it in a studio right i don't i don't think he could have built um, the entire thing yeah like, right but he, he built really, like pieces yeah the sizing mm-hmm. was pretty accurate and then even his attention to detail like on sets so it's kind of a marvel that this movie only cost 200 million dollars like it looks it looks today like it cost more money than that but what he did like because he was so like attached to being as accurate as possible. I think this is specifically for like one of the parlor room sequences. He like really wanted that shot, but they didn't have the budget to build it. So he built a miniature and the scene is them on green screen and behind them is the miniature of the parlor room. So he was like so attent to detail that like he could have shot that in the dining room or he could have shot that in like Rose and Cal's quarters. But like his attention to detail was, like, so insane that he, like, found, I think, really clever ways around budgetary constraints to, like, show us things that were actually, like, built and happened on the Titanic that, like, probably would have cost twice the budget if he had, like, built everything to scale. And I think that's another reason why it, like, is so beloved. It really takes you into the time period. Like, you're fully immersed and there's no detail Pun. that they left out. <laughs> And I think, you know, to, to go back to what you said earlier, Madison, I feel like all of that is what everyone felt in 1997 slash 1998. And what people remember is the never let me go, Jack, or I'll never let you go, Jack. I'm flying. I'm king of the world. The people people remember now, I think, is the love story. And like who like women love women love love stories <laughs> and i think that that is why people bash on it now or like never really talk about it when they're like talking about the greatest some of the you know one of the greatest films of all time like i just i think that the backlash has to do with like women liking leo and leo mania and how cute he was and like it's just I but think, it's so much more than that too. Like talking yeah, about I the think it's a like shame. The, and like, yeah, what's wrong with one of the greatest films of all time being a love story? What the fuck is wrong with that? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it, it was like, I mean, we can talk about like the Bechdel test or whatever, which is like the creator of the Bechdel test herself is like everyone needs to chill the fuck out about it, right? It's <laughs> like not a based in science thing, um, but like you know, it's it made it a love story, sure, but it, we all know that it's more than that, right? It's like about like a woman who was like assigned a place in life, right? That she did not want for herself. She was like literally being pimped out by her mom, right? That is what was happening to Rose. And like, she met someone who like changed her perspective about like her, her agency and her power. Like, come on, that is what it's about. Sure. They did it in love. What the fuck is wrong with that? You know, like it's (laughs) just this, this like weird thing that's like pseudo feminism about like hating things that girls like no i'm just like i i think that that's what's going on here i also think that something one first of all 100 and i also think that something that people don't credit it enough for is i actually think it's an extremely respectful film of the circumstances like and i do think truly because of his attention to detail like all credit to james cameron like 
because he cared so much about this ship and because it's he seemingly cared so much about the events like it does not feel like it's exploiting what happened it does not feel like he's grant like grandizing what happened or like trying to put like a hollywood stamp on it like it feels like an authentic i mean we weren't there but like because of his attention to detail like for example and kelsey i think you alluded to this like there were 150 core extras in the scenes. There were a lot more than that, but there were 150 core extras. And all of those extras were given character background. They knew exactly who they were playing. They knew exactly what class they were in. And those were actual people who were on the Titanic were the characters that they were assigned. And like, and there's, you know, there's so much behind the scenes stuff about this movie. It's hard to know, like, what is a little bit elaborated and what is not, but it's like said that he talked to each one of those extras about their character and like so that they could hold themselves like properly and realistically for the time in the background but also for me that just seems like a touch like that's what makes movies good are those things that you don't know when you're watching it but like of course that made all the difference that the main people we're seeing in the background we don't have to question that the the fact that they're extras ever literally ever and even touching they were that a little bit more is talking about like we a lot of people have been fascinated by the baker or the chef who has been on board the titanic and the lore is that this man drank so much alcohol as the ship was going down that his blood like couldn't freeze because he had so much alcohol in his system which i love that fact i think that that's fine but i guess that that's not scientifically correct whatever i still like to go with that but the fact that this this character is in the movie, and it's not even a character, it's based off a real person. He's in the movie, he's literally the last person to go down with Rose and Jack on the bow of the ship as it's sinking. You can see them kind of make eye contact with each other, and that man survived. So we have his first person account of the retelling of the story, which I think is great that this man in this movie has no lines whatsoever. But now that you're referring back to him based off of this historical thing that actually happened, it's cool to see him incorporated no matter how small or large of a role he has. It's fun to see him and be like, oh, that's the that's the baker on the Titanic. Like That's his, his backstory. He's a real guy. And I think it's really thrilling to just be able to see real people who have been part of the movie because it means a lot. And you see him like drinking out of a little flask, you know what I mean? And like, I yeah. think on the episode that they covered on MFM, they were like, it calmed him down. Like the alcohol d- contributed to the fact that it calmed him down where he wasn't freaking out and probably panicking and breathing a lot. You know what I mean? So it was cool to listen to that and hear the background of that story too. But it was fun. And again, it was fun to see it on screen and be like, that's the guy. I would like love to pick James Cameron's, James Cameron's brain on rose and like the intention right because i think i think that like what happened in the titan the titanic was tragic it was a horrible horrible tragedy it was also a a, 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 it's also a story of like excess and wealth right yeah so if we're gonna tell it can we dive into this for lack of a better term we We gotta i have a whole section of notes written up about this class system let's do it yeah, I think it's I think it was so smart to make this a story about class. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, it was it, like we all agree, right, that Rose is the main character, right? Like yeah. like sure it's yeah. the both of them, but it's a it's Rose's story. It's Rose. yeah. Just based the, on screen time. Right. Yeah. To the make Rose, the rich, like she's the one telling it. She's the fucking right. one telling it. She's the it's narrator. Her story. Yeah. Yeah. To make the, the rich one a woman, <laughs> I also think was very smart, right? Because we, we we it would be really hard to sympathize with like a really 
rich person who probably got off of this fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? But like, we're going to talk about class. We're going to make one rich. We're going to one make one poor. But like, spoiler alert, the one who's poor, <laughs> right? Like, is like, for lack of a better term, the, the one living. He's the one living, right? And like, I, I don't know. I would just like love to know if like that, is that the intention here? Like, it to, to make the rich one the woman whose place in life is like so trash <laughs> you know like what i don't i don't know it just Probably. was like a way for audiences to relate to this you know or just like back then women didn't have any say kind of like you were talking about earlier crystal you know they were just pawns and then jack comes in he's like no you can be so much more and that's just like it's such a good i guess storyline and gives her hope and kind of turn of the century not quite but you know it's like there are better things out there in life than just marrying this rich dick for his money. I'd like to think that the dialogue around classism was intentional. Like, I'd like to think that he understood everything that he was doing by gendering it the way he did. The way it plays out makes so much sense because of what you said, Crystal, that, like, you never have sympathy for Zach- for Jack's position. You only have sympathy for Rose's position. Like, you're feeling for her the whole time. You don't feel like any moderate sympathy for the life that he has like willingly opted into. I think because the characters yeah. played so well, but I'd, li- I'd like to think that that dialogue, I think that the classism dialogue is of course intentional, but I would like to think that all of the nuances also are. I'd like to think that it at least is true of the actors, I guess. Cause I do think that they both give such nuanced performances. And I also did write down in my notes that I think that if either of those roles had been miscast, it could have, completely destroyed the whole movie because I will say I there's one element of this movie that I do not think is good and that is the dialogue I think the dialogue is bad (laughs) what the dialogue in a James Cameron movie is bad how dare you (laughs) my favorite bad one is I put the diamond in the coat I put the coat on her (laughs) I get it Billy Zane you don't have to explain it you need need the exposition it's like we just watched it happen mine is mine is when they first like it's post her saving her from going overboard and they're like walking down the deck at daytime and he's like introducing himself and he's like being very jolly and has his hands in his pocket and he's like you could just call me a tumbleweed blowing in the wind is so bad like there's just like a few moments and I do think that if it had been any lesser caliber of actor it could have been bad and I actually think that it's Jack I think that Jack's character could have been insufferable if played by the wrong person but Leo is like so boyish and charming and also like nervous like I think his like nervousness makes him a really likable character but like the writing of Jack is not extremely likable I don't know well Speaking of which, can you talk a little bit about some alt castings, Madison? Oh, do I have a list? Did you guys look at alt castings for this movie? No. No, I I saw one video that I was like, that's weird. There are a lot. Sorry, before we get into this, I just looked at my notes. Back to the class thing. One of the scenes that sticks out to me, and it's so weird, and I always tell Emily this, is when it's like right before they have their kiss out on the stern. The bow, the stern. <laughs> That's what she the said. Bow's, the bow's the, the front. Sure, the okay, stern. At kiss. the bow. Yeah. At the bow. Um, she's having tea with all the ladies, and there's this little girl, and the girl puts her napkin down, and then her weird hand does this thing, and because she's very proper, 
And then she's like, why the fuck do I want to buy into any of this? And then she goes and kisses Jack. And I love that. I think that's probably like my favorite moment in the whole film. Yeah, I'd say, you know, if I can add, and then we can move on from the class thing. I do think if I had to, I do have a couple of qualms with the movie, but small. One, even if as I was like making my comments earlier out loud, I was like, I should probably make this clear. I do think it's a little weird to be like, see, poor people have fun. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Just to remind you, I do think the reason it works weirdly is because he makes the rich people so trash. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Something about it works. Like, most of them, except for Molly Brown, who is new money. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's also that layer. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, she's lived before this. Right. (laughs) They're literally all garbage. So, to me, that's – I think if this movie were made today – that would be a little bit more complicated of a, of a story, right? It's a little oversimplified, um, but I think I think it really, really, really works to me um, the, the class element of it. And again, I think it's because like women in that era didn't have any money, right? They didn't have bank accounts. They didn't have like it was like their husbands who had money, and they had like literally shit. So like I just think again. Wow, what a smart way to tell a, a a story that could be perceived as like oversimplified. Do you know yeah, what I mean? She's technically not losing anything. Well, they are because that she's supposed to marry Cal because their family is in so much debt, right? Like they right, were yeah. from old money and like they have that status because they were, but because her dad like left them nothing except for debt, that's why she has to marry Cal, which is what it, why she has that added pressure. So right. She has the name, which I guess that's which why is Cal the is only like, yeah, currency. Sure women had yes. back then and like mm-hmm. honestly Marriage. arguably still do today it's like really hard do you know what i mean it's yeah. like an uphill battle for like women to like not have to get married right to not have to be with somebody mm-hmm. to like survive like it just like yeah for again i think there were some oversimplifications but i think it worked like it it, it worked by making rose the main character you know yeah. yeah it's cool to see like the juxtaposition of rose then trying to fit in with the third class where she comes down everybody knows she's fancy she does that really awkward ballerina thing she thinks she's being really cool very crazy. every little girl in the fourth oh grade playground was doing that back <laughs> listen listen I literally wrote it down. Those absolutely sloshed Irishmen would not have given a shit what she could do with her. You think you're a real man? She does that. They're like, we're just just drinking our Guinness. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. She went on her tippy toes. Cool. Like, yeah. (laughs) Um, I had a I had to point it out because it's one of the weirder parts of the movie. But um, Class, at the end of the day, everybody on the ship goes down regardless of what class they're in. Obviously, the wealthy women and children went first, probably some people from various classes. But the fact of the matter is there are some people who even like chose to go down with the ship, like the Guggenheim story, which I think is fascinating. Like, we're going to dress to the nines and just sit in the ship and be ready to go down. You know, like obviously an aristocrat dressing fancy, wants a brandy. <laughs> Fucking respect. Amazing. Good for you. That man is so aloof. And, I really- and then the water <laughs> comes and he's yeah, like, he's he's like, like oh. <laughs> probably with his lover. I don't know who that other person was with that Absolutely. younger gentleman. His lover, That's his lover good, right? Good yeah. call. Yeah. I was yeah. like, no, yeah. they're together. And I'm really happy for them that they're doing this together. But one of my uh, favorite lines is from, our friend Tommy Ryan, the Irishman. Sorry, that was maybe Scottish. I don't know. I'm sorry. Most underrated character. Ah, Tommy Ryan. Tom, Tommy. Tommy Ryan. Yes. I like the curly like, hair guy. Yeah, the Irish. The Irish okay. friend. Oh, I boy. feel like 
he also fell in love on that boat and there is another movie that could have been made about Tommy Ryan getting shot with by Fab- Murdoch. With- oh my god. We'll with Fabrizio. With Fabrizio. What if Tommy Fabrizio. Ryan and Paul. Fabrizio yeah. loved Paul. Paul. watch that. <laughs> I watch that. Um, but it's so cool because obviously like we talked about them being stuck down you know in the third class finally they you know like because of jack and tommy like they and fabrizio like they escape to be able to just to be like be on the main floor it's not like they're getting into fucking lifeboats because that's chaos upstairs but once they come up on the first deck on the primary area tommy just goes music to drown by now i know we're in first class (laughs) (laughs) which is so fucking like everybody's dying and they get up and they see everybody dressed up and even rose's mom makes an offhand comment like what does she say she's like oh she's like, like what does she say like i hope we're, we don't have to wait too long or like oh i know like, it's like it's i hope they're crowded the, i hope they're seeing the boats according to class yes and exactly rose is like, mom we're yes. all gonna die there's not exactly boats. and she says like, something like shut up yeah like oh. yeah and like the mom it just I love that. rose's mom is the fucking worst and like it's just yeah in yet you have this luxury and you don't even understand because it comes so naturally to you because you are of a higher class you get this priority but you don't realize the fucking fact that thousands of people are going to die and you're yeah. not packing the lifeboats you know like you're comfortable with like your little muffy like you're probably worried about you being cold and that the lifeboat the lifeboat might be crowded but think of like the larger picture. And I think Rose does, which is why she doesn't understand her daughter. So she's like, mm-hmm. in her own world thinking like, oh, you know, like, I hope, you know, everybody here is going to be like of my class because how God forbid they see somebody from third class, like a child from third class with her. What would she do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. So I think to so going rude. off of something that Crystal to wrap up with the classism, which is the most fascinating <laughs> part of the movie. It's like, like it's my favorite is, part of this whole yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. But to go off of something that Crystal said, I think that what makes it palatable, like what makes, there are flaws, like there are flaws in the conversation of classism and how they're depicting it in the movie. But I think what makes it palatable is that they've developed all the shitty characters. Like they have developed Mm -hmm. all of those. So like Rose's mom sucks. Like she doesn't have any redeeming qualities, but you know why. Like you understand why she's the worst. Cal they didn't need to develop Cal. Cal could have just been a dick. We get it. We've we met him. We know Cal. him. We get yeah. it. Well, and yeah, and to to frame Rose's oppressed, we have to see her oppressor, right? right. Like, yeah. so yes. that that yes. was even like a smart decision, you know, to make him a little bit more two dimensional. I think two dimensional characters in movies work when there's like a reason for them, you know. Totally, and I think that this whole movie, plus like the classism of it all, is like it's a giant metaphor, right? Like you have the Titanic, which to me is like, this is a symbol of wealth and grandeur and class, you know, in the fact that they are marketing this as an unsinkable ship. And it has all these beautiful details and like all the, like the beautiful China that like, you know, is in this, it's so expensive. But then at the end of the day, it's not an unsinkable ship. Everybody in the first class isn't going to survive. It sinks even though they say it's an unsinkable ship and the people in the first class also die. I think it's just, it's a matter of, at the end of the day, it's a matter of like basic instinct and that everybody, no matter who you are, is just trying to survive. Here's an idea. Bong Joon-ho does Titanic. Ah! <laughs> yeah. It'd be way Imagine more fucked up and I'm down. I'm so It'd be really down. Dark. That It'd was be really just- dark. Triangle of Sadness. I guess that movie just came out. Like, <laughs> like I want to see that. Did you watch it? Bonju, I did. Wait, it's is literally. That Triangle of Sadness is his. 
No, it's not Bong Joon-ho, oh. but like the oh, way sorry. I would pitch Triangle of Sadness to someone is like, imagine if Bong Joon-ho directed Titanic. Like, that's how I would pitch yeah. that movie. Yeah, wow. barfing everywhere. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch. And it's it's all about <laughs> classism. It's great. It's great. Um, should we talk about alt castings? Let's it talk is about a really, alt castings. So we love, I think everyone loves alt castings because it, it's like fascinating being like, this movie could have been so different. For Titanic, it's specifically <laughs> fascinating because Leo and Kate were both not even moderately in the top five choices for these roles. Like wow. this movie could have, and I, it's crazy. like neither of them should have been it. So some fun alt castings here. The top choice, and I think the only person on this list who also could have worked for Jack, the first choice was River Phoenix, who was oh, actually like yeah. into the project, Ooh. but of course passed away before mm-hmm. the movie was wow. even like officially in development. But that would have worked in a very similar way to I think Leo did work. Mm-hmm. Um, rapid fire on the other people that were included on this list. Billy Crudup turned it down. Johnny Depp turned it down. Matthew McConaughey, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Christian Bale, Ethan Hawke, who I love and also think would have worked. Are you ready to hear the wildest person on the list? Yes. That was Jim considered Carey. for Jack. Nick Cage. Fucking Macaulay Culkin. No. <laughs> was he like was he like four years old? What how old was Macaulay Culkin in, in 1997? <laughs> I saw I saw a screen test with um it's on YouTube if anyone wants to check it out, but with Kate Winslet and is his name Jeremy Sisto? Sisto? The guy from Clueless. So yeah. I want to shout out my friend Alex Benito if you're listening to this, Alex. His favorite movie is Clueless. <laughs> and in that movie, what's his name? God, what is his name? Ethan. Elton. 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 <laughs> you are a snob and a half. Um, he he has that line where he goes, Ty. Why would I go with Thai? And he, my friend Alex says that every time we're about to order Thai. <laughs> <laughs> That's our kind of humor. So I don't know Amazing. that I could have handled a movie with Rose that man. and Elton. I have a photo you took in my locker. <laughs> yeah. So that fucking guy was almost cast. The list for Rose is just as long. Nicole Kidman turned it down. Gwyneth Paltrow turned it down. Gwyneth Paltrow apparently was like very, very close to being cast and was like on board and then backed out. So this was almost Gwyneth Paltrow. The long list includes Gina Davis, Drew Barrymore, Charlize Theron, Claire Danes, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, Uma Thurman, Winona Ryder. Literally anyone who was prominent at all in the mid to late 90s was up for this role. But I want to talk about two almost castings for the not two main characters that are pretty iconic. And the first is for Cal. Do you know who was offered the role and turned down the role of Cal that I think would have been so good? Hugh Grant. Oh. I don't know. I'm in. I'm in. I'm for sure in. He would have been more like douchey and slimy, but that could have been fun. But I also think you could have been like, oh, I understand like, kind of why rose is in this like i'm sorry billy zane no just doesn't do it for me you don't like emo taps no (laughs) he's not emo tap talked about it really like nailed it with the toxic masculinity i don't know that hugh grant you know he's too charming no i would have been i feel like he could do a good villain though but then i'd be like a little more conflicted because i'm like yeah hugh grant but he's pretty pretty hot especially mid 90s hugh grant that was his imagine the hair so many times watching titanic 
It's so greasy. But every time I watch this, I go, put a cork in it, Zane. <laughs> Zoolander. Yeah. Okay, so it's there's one off. more. There's one more very notable almost cast that I think is great. So Cora, who we know, the little girl in the third class who gets a lot of screen She's time. so good. You're still my we best Cora. girl, Cora. You're still... Listen, we'll get to that line in a second because I have another question. Uh, the person who was almost cast as Cora but then was taken off the project because James Cameron was concerned he already had too many redheads with Kate Winslet and her mom and Kathy Bates. Lindsay Lohan was cast as Cora in Titanic and then was recast. I know. She was an adorable little girl. I know. And the boat left from Ireland. They could have just been like lots of redheads in Ireland. An amazing point, Madison. Yeah, but Lindsay Lohan was cast and then taken off the project. Yeah. (laughs) But then, you know what? She went on to do Parent Trap. So maybe this freed up the boost of her, the best movie of her career. So, so some really good, really good. Really good. I literally blacked out after you said Drew Barrymore. And I did not listen to any other people you were talking about because I was trying to picture Drew Barrymore in that role and it did not work. Yeah, none of the other roses work for me. A few of the other Jacks might. Yeah, agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe Claire Danes, but maybe I'm just thinking of like the Romeo and Juliet with Leo and Claire, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the way he did... Yeah, the way James Cameron yeah. did pitch this movie to the studio before he had written anything is he said it's Romeo and Juliet on the Titanic. And they were like, oh. Well, it's not. Is oh. it? We'll fund it. Yeah, Starcross yeah. Lovers. Oh, but on the Titanic, lovers, I guess. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. A little, yeah. little bit. I um, like to have two of their best friends murder each other on board, but it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, Fabrizio. Fabri- yeah, he does. Wait, guys, mm-hmm. that's a great transition. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Go for I'm it. Waiting. May I may I ask one of my Please. one of my uh, starter questions? Yeah. All right. Three part question. Ready, everybody? We'll start mm-hmm. with Madison, Crystal, Kelsey, Emily. Hit me. Favorite death. Yeah. Saddest death. Yeah. Most deserved death. Yeah. Done. Okay. So favorite can be like has a lot of panache to it. You know, like your Murdoch, Madison. You won't shut up about Murdoch. You know, like we love his death. And then saddest, Kelsey mentioned the, you know, the old couple, you know, and then most deserved. Like, we were like, yeah, that guy or girl, they they should have died. And I'm happy about it. Favorite <laughs> death is, I think, the character who has the most pizzazz and goes out with some pizzazz. It's got to be our man Fabrizio, right? Oh, <laughs> it's got to be man. Fabrizio. Favorite death, 100%, because he never it's had a crushed, chance to shine. Right? He had a very elaborate Italian accent. Listen, it was a lot, and he got crushed. He got crushed by his giant, elaborate Italian accent. That's my favorite death. <laughs> Saddest death for me is not an actual death, but I'm going to count it because I know these men die. So this is just the saddest point in the movie for mm-hmm. me. This is the point for me where like I cry every time, more so as an adult that I I did as a child. Is the quartet? Is the quartet oh. walking away and the guy saying, "It's been an honor playing with you, gentlemen, tonight." Those men, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry right now. Those men make me so fucking sad. They make me so sad. And like the old couple is sad. The mom with their kids is sad. So much of it is sad. But the quartet does something to me that I can't yeah. talk about. Most deserved death for sure. Like that man, to, I would have liked for that man to just like ride his base. You know what I mean? Like just like sit on it and float on his base. He could I don't know that, that base. He didn't do it. <laughs> Ride that base, yeah. baby. The violinist is like, man, I wish I would have flown the base. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He was so close. That would have saved. <laughs> same <his> shape, <laughs> same shape, different size. That's why he was the one saying goodbye. So he was like, "There's no way this violin <laughs> yeah. is gonna float me tonight." <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, that's my saddest, and then my most deserved death. I think is also one we don't see. Maybe we do, but is Cal's fucking shitty guy, like the ultimate bad guy beyond Cal, right? And it's oh, also love, a, love, ballet. love, Mr. Love, Lovejoy, which is a hilarious name for this fucking. Do we see him die, or do we just see him at the boat when it's breaking? We see him at the it, boat, yeah. he's right there when it's breaking, and then I don't. Yeah, is he, wait, I yeah. thought Lovejoy was the one looking for Rose at the end. Them, that's who I mean. Oh, so he's Cal's like yeah. hired PI he's weird. The, I think he was a cop. Guy. Yeah, I call him a no, henchman. He's his, he's his ballet, which I caught this time around. Oh, Which, if you watch Downton right. Abbey, is he's just like, like his butler. He's not valet, paid enough to do all of those like, jobs. He's like Valet no. Plus. Like, he hired him because he's like, mm-hmm. he has the muscle. Yeah, Valet Plus. Yeah. And like, goes <laughs> way beyond his job description. Like, bro. Like, he took the key with like, him. I can't dick. find them. <laughs> yeah, the ship. We're sinking. I the biggest no ship chill. ever built. Yeah. No chill. I get that it keeps the story going, but. So my best friend, Jeremy, um, this is both of our favorite movies. We watch it like once a month. Honestly, my poor other roommate is like so sick of this. But he actually brought up he actually brought up the last time we watched it. There is a certain point of the movie where you're not really sure why Lovejoy still cares. Mm -hmm. Right. Y'all are about to die. Why are you still chasing them around with a gun? I think because he's a sociopath and if he caught them, he would have like dismembered them and been like, I took care of it. Like, I think he's just like a crazy person. I, I was love almost, that, like, I, Madison. I was almost like, do you just have so much privilege that you're convinced you're going to survive this and killing yeah. them means Cal will pay you? Like, at a certain point, it's like, you're all going to die. Who it literally gives a shit anymore? But I, I think it was to keep the story going and exciting, right? But well, I also love like when he finally gives up and that's when Cal snaps. It's like, okay, right. like yeah. <laughs> put the gun away. No, <laughs> Wait, can you remind me what the yes. categories were again? All right. Favorite death, saddest death, most deserved death. Favorite, Ooh. saddest, most deserved. Okay. If you want to think, we can go to Kelsey too. No, no, no. I think I got it. Okay. Um, my favorite death. Can I, is it cheating to say only two? Because I think my favorite. No, you may most, say you may. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mix favorite and saddest with a death that kind of like shocked me, and I still watching it. I'm like, oh my god, it's Murdoch shooting himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just is like a really. All of the other deaths are really dramatic. Right. And there's either music or you think they deserve it or whatever. And it's like this is what the genius of the film. It's like he has very little airtime. He has very little story. But like him accepting the money. Like, okay, And you can tell he's internally conflicted by it because he, too, thinks he's going to survive. And he probably wants this money at the end of the day. Capitalism. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then there's a point when he's like, why the fuck does this matter and i'm not gonna have these people's death on my hand i'm out peace yeah shoots himself is murdoch the one that also killed tommy on accident or is that a separate person this is an important thing to note is there are a few historical moments that this movie gets wrong which like aren't really worth going into in detail because it gets an unbelievable amount right but something just because you brought this up crystal that i do think is important to point out is a big thing that it does get wrong is that 
Murdoch is a real person. He was a, a real person on that ship. And this is actually something that's been talked about a lot, even by James Cameron after the movie, is regret about that scene. Because what is factually known about Murdoch is that he was a hero on the Titanic that night and he died. That's all that's known. We do not know that he shot himself. We do not know that he shot anyone else, but we do know that he is like solely responsible for getting a lot of the lower class people onto lifeboats. And so James Cameron has talked about in detail afterwards, like in retrospect, I was trying to give him more plot line, but I feel like I did a disservice to this man who did so much for so many people because there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to say because there's no, no evidence. There is a lot of eyewitnesses that talk about, warning shots that were fired Mm -hmm. on the ship from someone it wasn't confirmed that it was murdoch but someone working on the ship and loading lifeboats there's nothing confirmed that anyone any passenger was shot that and there's also eyewitness accounts that someone working for the ship shot themselves so all of those eyewitness accounts were combined to this storyline for murdoch but just to attest to this man which is a such a sad death and such an upsetting scene he was apparently a hero. So cheers. Wow, to wow, wow. Okay. Should we cheers to Murdoch right now? To Murdoch. Correct. To Murdoch. I'm about to pour my third spritz for Murdoch. <laughs> Madison. For Murdoch. Madison, I like how you measure your spritz. Very yeah, really responsible. Uh, my most deserved death, this is going to be. <laughs> that was a dark joke. Maybe I should make it. Um, <laughs> you know, people of color, like, by and large, were not allowed on this boat. So I. <laughs> Every, every rich millionaire do you know what i'm saying it's like, <laughs> I, also it's think that, like, <laughs> I just think you know hey when i think about that fact <laughs> there were very okay few people of, there were a couple but very 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 few now just that you say out. that very white movie yeah like the people honestly, hadn't like, even thought a, about it but the family white. of middle eastern people and they like can't read can't like read. where the signs are that's like one of my oh, saddest I moments period. it's a powerful scene yes. it's a powerful scene all right, Kelsey, favorite, saddest, most deserved. All right, favorite, the propeller death. It's a classic. You can't not like it when it happens. Specifically what crazy. you're saying is the guy who falls off from the the top, mm-hmm. hits the propeller, flip, 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 flip water. Flip. And, and then that's your cousin's a... favorite part yeah. too, right? Yeah. Exactly. I <laughs> was flipping through channels with my cousin Nolan and we hit Casper and like this is a great film we watch it for like five minutes he's like I'm bored fuck this is a really good film but fine you're young you don't know and then we hit the Titanic and I was like oh and he's like oh I love this movie I was like really and I think it was like kind of earlier in the movie too he's like yeah I love when the guy hits the propeller and dies I was like (laughs) yeah that makes sense <laughs> Pretty like visceral, right? Ooh. Yeah, a lot of totally. Flips. A lot of, and flip, I think, flip. is there like a Wilhelm scream at that point too? Emily? I'm pretty sure at some Honestly, point there's there a Wilhelm scream because I remember right? Matt, whenever that you have a Wilhelm scream, you have to say, "Oh, Wilhelm scream!" Yeah. And we were watching a movie the other day. And we definitely said that, so it was probably Titanic. Probably, <laughs> I think that happened. Um, saddest is probably the lady frozen in the water with her baby oh my god really that's it that one. one is rough yeah, yeah. you're right you're that's correct. the one that's the i never one. really remember it but i was just trying to think like okay what is the saddest and i know every time i see it i've like blocked it out of my head it's is so she sad. the same i'm just putting this together but is she the same lady who goes up to the captain before he goes into his cabin with his 
with her baby and she goes like capitan capitan like where do i oh, go shit. is it the oh, same lady? i don't know you're definitely Probably. if it's not the same lady i think you're supposed to that's the, the thread. knowing james yeah. cameron i feel like that's why he gave her yeah. that line is so that we could be oh. like fuck so you can follow yeah and then um at the end when rose dies and she goes into the hall and sees everyone you can see her with her baby and she's so that's sad and then most deserved i have two the captain because he kept pushing the ship and it's like just arrive on time the maiden (laughs) voyage just take your time just be timely. You know, I was, I was not expecting that answer. We're all we're all middle managers, you know what I'm saying? But yes. none of our decisions will kill thousands of people. Right. Like, let's make headlines. And I love when they're like, well, now you're really gonna make headlines. And he's like, yeah. But you know, oh respect God. that he goes down with the ship. He doesn't try to get into a boat. That's nice. Yeah. My other most deserved is the guy who keeps pushing Rose down. <gasps> when she's like trying to swim oh my god such a bitch yeah, kelsey I hope he died unbelievable answer <laughs> yeah you won you just won this yeah i'm not even gonna go anymore off dude how is that helpful to anyone i had the question would you use another person for buoyancy <laughs> to keep yourself alive if you were drowning in water I said no. That's rude. Who's going to say yes to that question? Okay, okay that hear, me out. hear me out. <laughs> Are they so, so look, okay, this is actually a serious answer to your kind of funny, you know, facetious question or whatever. <laughs> uh, what this movie really reminds me of when I see it, especially at the end, like when it, all hell has broken loose and mm-hmm. it's chaos, like I'm just reminded by, like, the human innate in our DNA will to survive, right? Like, we will do anything at the end of the day to live because it's literally in our DNA. And so, like, I'm not making excuses for the guy who was Duncan Rose in the water because that was he's a bitch, right? But I I can't help but think, like, would I? Do you know what what I mean? Like, would I? Like, to just see... Mm -hmm. To just see them act the way that they're acting, because they're literally about to die a horrific death, you know? Like, oh, it's rough. You know what I wouldn't do is what? grab a random crying baby and pretend that they're mine to yeah. get yes! on a boat. A- I wrote that one down too, Crystal. Yes, I would. I'm never all she do has that. in the world. Yes, and then he just dumps her to the <laughs> nearest lady. Yeah. While they're still like they're not even down. Like, yeah, bro. I'd like I to think that Cal actually minutes. saved that kid's life. Like, I fucking hate Cal, but I'm like, I, the only the only saving grace of that thing was that he probably saved that little kid's life. Um, my other irrational yeah. thing I really quickly wanted to talk about. No, I'm going to save it for my deserved death because I wrote it down. All well, right. Yes. Go ahead and answer it. Well, yeah. your turn. I'm going to answer it really quick. So favorite status most de- most deserved. There's a lot of overlap from what you guys said, so I'm going to try to change some of my answers. But Kelsey, again, favorite death, propeller guy. Sure. Obviously. Um, saddest, the kids, the mom telling the kids a story, obviously, and the baby uh, with the mom in the water. But the most deserved death to me, and please hear me out, and I wrote this down. I was so fucking mad watching this for the first time. When Rose and Jack are down in like the lower quarters... There's that fucking Slovakian father and son. Yep. They oh. find that small child crying. Alone. 
alone, down, water rushing in, freezing cold, single kid crying. They try to save the kid. Understandable because they're down there for obvious reasons. Why the fuck is that kid and his dad down there? For no reason. Oh, he's grabbing a suitcase? Why are you grabbing that suitcase? For what reason? You are risking your life and your small child's life to go grab your suitcase from down- Water rushing. Safety zero. Zero Maybe he really had to pee. Maybe he was going to the bathroom. But to to reiterate, my favorite death is Cal's for the very fact that they don't show it on screen. And it's just like an afterthought that Rose mentions. And I love that they don't give Cal's death screen time because he's yeah. such a bitch. I love that they don't show it. I it's like just kind of too. like an afterthought. Like, eh, yeah, he died. He put a bullet to his head. I'm like, yes, yes, he did. Because she's like, or so I heard. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly right. It's who's like, to oh, say? I don't really who's care. To say? Afterthought to say? Yeah. throws it away. So that was my that was my uh, my roundup of that one question. I have more, but Madison, this is really I good. Know that you have some too, Kelsey. I have a I have a quick question. Do you think yeah. Rose and Cal banged at all? No. So I've had deep <gasps> conversations with my friend about this. <laughs> they do. They do. I think so too. Yeah. I think no. Okay, let's go. Okay. 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 So the scene when Lovejoy finds her down having a good time at the what looks like the littest quinceañera on earth, right? Like <laughs> that party is lit. Yeah. Um, hey, fuck. Yeah, third class fucks. So so in the morning when Cal is essentially oh, like yes. ugh, he says, "You are my wife in uh what in in practice if not by marriage." That's what that means, right? Yeah, like also, we're not married yet, but like you're mine. I think. Yeah. I think. I think. I think. Honestly, God, I'm a working woman. I should not be speaking like this on the internet. I think Leo's probably the first person to put it down. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But like, is is no? I don't think she's a virgin. There's also the Agreed. like. I had. I had hoped you would come to me tonight. I was just gonna I'll, say that. Yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. I think they have sex. Ooh, a really good point. Yeah, I think I told you guys this, but I used to do that in the grocery store. I would put yeah. my, I would open up the freezer door and put my hand to it, and then drag it down. And my mom used to get so mad at me. Amazing! I'm gonna do that the next time I go grocery shopping. Let's just give in to Leo mania for a second. What is the hottest Jack Dawson moment, Crystal? Please, please can I go first? So this is also gonna be part of like. I think when we did the Avatar episode, right, I, I made an, an offhand comment about how something about Titanic felt like a woman wrote it. And I feel really weird giving any man that compliment, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I think the scene that, like, exemplifies that the most is draw me like one of your French girls, right? <laughs> like, like, Kate Winslet is fully fucking naked in that scene full frontal but how is leonardo dicaprio the object of our desires in that yes right like the drawing like like their nervousness they're both so nervous and excited and giddy and you know he his his hands as he draws over her curves which are james cameron's hands which is fucking wild to me right his stuttering (laughs) the shot uh, the shots of his eyes to me are what really fucking get me like it just shoots to his eyes and his beautiful 90s hair and you're just and then like how hilarious it is for then to cut to present day 
And all of these horny ass people are just like hanging on to every word that this 80, whatever, 100 year old woman is saying. You mean, <laughs> did we her... do it? <laughs> it was the most erotic it was moment. Quite professional. Up until then. <laughs> Up until then, yeah, at least. Yeah. Like, it's not it's one, of, it's one of the hottest scenes of all time and i you know i was too young to be watching it I, it really i was it did something to me as a child i was like oh, it has to always be like that probably right i think truly the sexiest line in cinema like of all time is i'm gonna dance with her now all right <laughs> <laughs> like when they are down and she's dancing He's yeah. t- talking to Cora and then he wants to dance with Rose and he goes, I'm going to dance with her now. All right. You're still my best girl, Cora. I thought of that too. It's so cute. It's so innocent. And he's just like, I don't know. I'm just doing a jig. Yeah. For my friend. I love, I love when um, they're like going to dinner and so Cal and the mom pass him and he's like, he's like studying people. And so he's like, hmm, hello. Yeah. <laughs> and she watches him just like. <laughs> a total dweeb and then he sees her like that whole scene is so cute but the lead up too is like so pure Pure. and then kisses her hand and goes i saw that in a nickelodeon once (laughs) that's That's how we're all learning honestly why is my answer when he's teaching rose how to spit (laughs) it would be that is so on brand for you (laughs) thank you so much for saying that crystal spit like a man i know and spit like a man (laughs) it just so like they're just like like little kids and they're just having so much fun and she's clearly never done this before and he's telling her it's okay to like be yourself like you should try it it's really fun it's just very i think it's nice to see somebody like bringing out the best in somebody else and not judging them and just trying to have fun. I think that's the hottest scene. Yeah. I love can that I... we all had different answers. I well, know. Can I, yeah. I, agree with, and I agree with everybody, by the way, too. Yeah, I'm like, absolutely. No one was yes. Yes. So many. <laughs> can I comment a little bit on what we're talking about, which is Leomania, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think, you know, my second, I only have the two qualms about this movie. My second is that I do think Kate Winslet outacts Leonardo DiCaprio. I think that, you know, this wasn't peak Leo. He wasn't there yet, you know? Um, she has been Kate Winslet since the fucking beginning. I think Great. she's one of the she's one of the greatest act- actors of a generation, right? And so mm-hmm. and so is he. Don't do not get me wrong. But like she was already there at at a really young age. And I think what he does nail though is like the subtlety of Jack. Like, the way that he looks at her, the way that he dances with her, the way that he holds her, the way, like, it's, that's what Leomania is to me. The shots of his eyes, y'all. I will never forget the shots of his eyes as he's drawing her. Like, that's where I don't think he's, he's bad in this at all. That's, that's his strength in this film. Oh, and he still does it to me every time I <laughs> fucking watch it. I think it's an honest he still has it. I don't. I think it's a snub, personally, that he didn't get not even nominated nominated for this role. Kate Winslet did did not win. Mm-hmm. Also, was a, do you know who she lost? And to? Old Rose. I'm trying who to remember who she. She winning? lost. So 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 like Madison said at the top of this episode, 14 Oscar nominations, 11 wins. So they won for mm-hmm. picture, director, cinematography, art and set decoration, costume design, sound, film editing, VFX, 
sound effects, score, and oh of God. course, original song, Kelsey, yep. your sweatshirt. My she lost, Kate Winslet lost to Helen Hunt for As Good As, good as It Gets, which no. to me is, no. that is shocking. That is one of the How weirdest shocking. movies of all time. This is a really Kelsey weird and movie. Kelsey I it together and we're like, oh, poopy, poopy, oh. bad, bad. So we're like, this is a poopy, really poopy, bad, bad. weird, yeah. <laughs> really weird movie. And Kate Winslet lost to that role. It's weird to That's me. Weird. It, I, it doesn't sit right. I agree. Cool. I agree with everything everyone is saying that they're both perfect. I wouldn't want anyone else. I do think Leo stumbled into how great he did. Like, I do think a lot of the reason he was so good was because of his boyishness and maybe immaturity at the time. Yeah, and like, yeah. that's fair. Probably mm-hmm. the chemistry that were, was naturally coming between them. And that's, again, same as Crystal. I don't think he's bad. I think he's great. But I do think he's great because something about him lended itself to being Jack. Yeah. Whereas I think what Kate Winslet's doing is acting. Like, she's acting. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. doing well a said. great job. So, like, for mm-hmm. her, I'm like, yeah. this is a one of the best performances of your career. And for Leo, I'm like, no, we all saw the reverend. Like that one was deserved, and like, yeah, I agree. Uh, I disagree. I just, Wolf I of Wall Street. Hate, <laughs> I hate that he won for the revenant. Me I think, too. I, I think, think about it there at just least wasn't once a month. A lot of good movies that year, and they're like, let's just give it to Leo. Like, yes, he just I has agree, not Kelsey. gotten it yet because there's so many movies before that that he deserved it, and he right. just never got it. I yeah. actually would agree with that, and I actually feel that way about a lot of the actor winners the last, like, six years at the Oscars right? feel like, yeah. I guess this one should win. <laughs> like We should yeah, do a short reel sucks. on that. Yeah, but, oh, like, oh, like a short reel of, like, weird Oscar wins. Real thinkers on the Real Friends. Book. Okay, Sorry. I have a, another question, which I did send to you guys beforehand, which is, I'd like everyone to cast themselves as tertiary titanic characters and i would like to say that i did cast all of us (laughs) before we went on to this episode and spoiler alert the only person who made it onto the second secondary character category is crystal (laughs) (laughs) because crystal is undoubtedly the unsinkable molly brown because if we we were on a lifeboat if we were on a lifeboat and they were not going back crystal would be like Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Push them all Crystal off. Yeah. would beat the shit out of that fucking ra- tiny dick fucking yes. skipper who's yes. like, oh no, shut down, see not. Are you kidding me? Do not speak to our queen like that. It was Appalled by that man's behavior. Oh, you know that guy's getting killed and fired and putting right into jail when they get back to New York. Okay, sorry. Wait, yes. but Crystal's also the guy who explains how the Titanic sinks. Okay, so that's who I thought you were going to say. <laughs> because I have so, I so identify with Lewis. His name is no, Lewis. I hate Lewis. I hate Lewis. And for those of you at home, he's the fat guy with curly hair in the beginning the with the weird face. smiley shirt. And he's like, she's got her ass up in the air. Just that's <laughs> a big ass. I am fat. I have curly hair. That's exactly how I speak. I've always related to that man. So much. Well, the only bad thing that Lewis says is he's like, there was no record of Jack Dawson on the Titanic. <laughs> you son of a bitch, did you not listen to this old She's lady? a really old she's goddamn liar. Yeah, so she's she really said, old. 
he won his tickets in a poker match. First oh thing gosh. she says, he did not listen. He did not listen. Sorry. Also me. Very on brand for me. <laughs> <laughs> Bad listener. Uh, such a good character. That's my answer. I love that, Crystal. Okay. Um, I would like to say I feel strongly about this. I think Emily, hear me out, is Guggenheim. And here's why. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Here's why. If that ship was going down, Emily would be the chillest person on that ship and would just be like, you know what? It's fine. Bring me a brandy. Here we go. We're going Do you down. know, Cheers. can I tell you another fun fact, really quick interjection? Do you know who else that actor plays? No. He's also the pilot in The Mummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who takes Brendan Fraser. <laughs> he's like, he's the one who's like, I was in World War One. I, I was a pilot, and now I'm just wasting away. <laughs> what a fucking career. And he takes them because he just wants, again, similar character, similar death. He just wants to die in action. This is Emily. <laughs> it's Emily shocked. <laughs> <laughs> And Kelsey's casting for me is I think that Kelsey is Cora because I think you oh, live. I think you survive and you're just like cute and happy. Oh, thank you. And Jack was my first love. And I think I am the guy at right when the Titanic starts sinking who's let me pull up the line because i write it down who's like oh we've just thrown a papella all good what can i get you <laughs> <laughs> like the guy running around like oh yes, wrong here like, <laughs> i like to think kelsey and i are the two people that lost the poker match at the very beginning of the movie <laughs> to Jack. yeah <laughs> olaf and sven olaf and sven mm-hmm. like where's sven frozen baby yeah and then also the best part about that is the audience watching is like simultaneously super stoked for Fabrizio and Leo to win the tickets but then are like oh Olaf and Sven are the real winners because they did not fucking die I still hold fast yeah for Crystal to be Molly Brown yeah Crystal is the unsinkable Molly Brown you know I think that's me on the outside I think Lewis is me on the inside to be honest Um, (laughs) I like I said, I've always really related. I also, you know, I think I really connect to some of the modern day characters. Do you know what I'm saying? I think we're supposed to, right? So like Bill Paxton, his 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 whole mind changing by the end. It's about the people, you know? I think that's all of us. Bill Paxton wishes he was Bill Pullman, but he's not. <laughs> oh my God, so true. How do you feel about his earring? I was gonna ask. Yes, I <laughs> Thank you. I was gonna say tertiary character me as Bill Paxson's earring. I we could look back on our chat, but I feel like we had really good like obscure castings for each other. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! I found it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Madison said only if I can be Billy Zane, and then Crystal said I want to be this guy, and it's a picture of Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> And then Emily said, Kelsey can be the hand on the steamy car window. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Um, We casted Nick as unsinkable Molly Brown. Mm -hmm. Um, Kelsey Kelsey can also be the old, poor, elderly couple who died. (laughs) Who said that? You said that. (laughs) And then, Emily, you casted yourself as the propeller. Thank you. (laughs) 
You know, I think me and my two roommates, Raquel and Jeremy, we're kind of like that cor- that quartet, you know? Just kind yeah. Of, and Martin. All right. I like that. Let's go down together, I guess. Stop. So honorable. I like how they play one last song together and they're like, well, gentlemen. Yep. It's been an honor playing with you today. And that's, we, I'm sorry if you said that earlier and I'm not remembering, cut this part out. That's real? I don't think so. I don't know. I did the, not read what, what any. What part? The band? So I, what I, I read about. did have music. Yeah, I think there were reports that there was always music playing. Um, mm-hmm. Even as it got more chaotic and at some point stopped as mm-hmm. the boat started to sink. So I think that's where James Cameron got his inspiration for that. May I just say that if the band was playing a song like more people might have lived if they were playing like some like slow ass fucking song. Like, Can we do like a reel of that? Like like a sped up version of Titanic. <laughs> I have a question, but this might be your ending one. Go. Floating Rose. Yeah. What do you guys that's Madison's, think? That's Madison's. I have strong opinions, so Me too. I will let you guys talk. Here's what I think more so than the debate of could two people have fit on the door. That's a debate to have. More so than that debate, I think what bothers me rewatching this movie is you know, you know you're going to be in the water to get something that would be floating. That's a good point. Fun fact, fun fact, the guy that you were talking about earlier that like was so drunk that he survived the, the yeah. Titanic, he was also seen throwing furniture over yeah. um, for people yeah. to float on it. And Long there was furniture. a very, in the movie, yeah. there was a very, very, very brief reference to that. There's like a flash of people throwing shit over the boat. I love they it. Don't really, they don't really go into why. And it wasn't until I read that that I was like, oh, I think that that's what that is. Yeah. yeah, and there should probably be more. There should have been probably more of a focus of the people who like help people survive. That yeah, would that would definitely be a 2022 retelling of Titanic. Would be like yeah. all yeah, of the, the heroes, the heroes, Murdoch, Murdoch yeah. coming in clutch <laughs> for a fucking redemption story. It's about yeah. him, but yeah. I do think that it, it does have to do with human nature too. Is in a in a catastrophe like this. I don't think we know what we would do in this search, right. like situation. Like we talked about, like I like maybe I would use another human being as a flotation device, but I think that it like even I was like, what would I do? Like personally, what would I do in this situation? Would I jump? Would I stay on to the very last possible minute, knowing that I might get sucked down because of that, like the suction of the ship going down, like just in order to not be as cold as I was for that long? Like I don't think. I would know what I would do. Like, what what's the answer? Like, I don't think I have a accurate answer of my my game plan. So I don't know if I can like speak for Rose and for Jack to be like yeah. they didn't make the right decision because like they kind of did because Rose does survive. You know what I mean? Like, I think it makes sense that like they like it worked out for half of them. That's a pretty good statistic. Fifty percent <laughs> success rate in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty good. You think to yeah. me about this debate and Kelsey, I would love to hear what you have to say about it. Um, mm-hmm. is like they address pretty in the scene that they tried and it didn't work yeah. right um, and at the the act is a self-sacrifice like that's what we're supposed to take away from the scene mm-hmm. is that yeah. he's sacrificing life for her why are we talking about this <laughs> and I don't mean us I don't mean the four of us I mean like as a culture like if there no, was a point to that scene I'm really obsessed with it I'm it's really so confused annoying. by it yeah, there are okay. other more important things that we could be debating. Like, would her life, uh, what would have looked like with Jack? Would they have made it, right? Yeah. Um, 
the yeah. the the diamond. What the fuck? Like part of the sea. Yeah, the, yes, the heart of the sea. Yes. Like, are uh, did they find it or not? Like, I don't know why. Are we talking about this goddamn door? Yeah. So exactly that. People want like them both to live because they're the protagonists, and we want yeah. them to have that beautiful like happy ending. But as Crystal said, they tried it. Jack tried to go on, and they started to sink. And he was like, "No, no, no, this is for you." And then MythBusters did a whole thing, <laughs> and they tried, and they it was not buoyant enough, and it wasn't a door; it was a wall siding. A, so let's just get that right. <laughs> B, they tried it, and they're like, "No, it would not support two people." And they said, "But if they like had the forethought to like put a life jacket underneath, it could have supported them." But like, how are they going to know that? You know. You know what would be a good idea? To put the life vest underneath the door and then we can both... I don't think that they're thinking that no, far ahead scientifically. Yeah, no. and I think, like, like going into the romanticism of, like, what Crystal was saying, like, it's a, it's an act of sacrifice. And Jack is like, you know exactly. what? Like, I want you to live. I want you to make, make lots well, of and babies. Look, and, like, well, it's well, going to be for her. Die her head. Yes! There were engineers on this boat. And, uh... <laughs> We know how what that ended. What were they doing? Oh. <laughs> Fucking preach, girl. Yeah. Engineers so made this boat. And listen. <laughs> could it, it have worked with two people? Yes, it could have. Maybe. But in this situation, it wouldn't have made sense. Like, it, it didn't make sense. And it didn't work. And it's okay. Because that's what we got. Wait, I, have, I forgot. I have one more, like, surprise for you guys. And I've wanted okay. to tell you guys this for a while. But I thought I'd save it for the podcast. So my sister found something. So I oh put it in the God. chat. Please open oh it. My no. <laughs> so it is an off-Broadway musical called Titanic. What the fuck is the Daryl Theater? <laughs> Hell yeah. It's the Titanic as told by Celine Dion through all of her songs. I'm about to have a heart attack. <laughs> How amazing is this? It's a it's a musical. <laughs> Nothing on earth could come between them, except Celine Dion. Celine Dion. I mean Celine Dion. Isn't that amazing? Someone is cast as the iceberg. <laughs> Honestly, see you my ab- dream role. It my signs off role. by "See you aboard the ship of dreams, girlfriends." <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't see they have the songs. Y'all, it's like sold out. I know. They just Lug. added a show. Frankie Grande is in it. Oh, Stop <laughs> it. No. You guys, these are affordable. Should we meet each other in New York City on November 13th? I kind of think we should. I'm actually going to be there next week. Dang it. They're like a hundred bucks. You guys. We could afford that. Front 120 max. 120 plus five dollar fees. Are you kidding me? I feel yeah. like I'm gonna be like fucking Guggenheim in these seats. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna come I'm dress gonna the exact- spit on you. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. My favorite is that everyone in the cast is listed as the character, like it's Jack, Rose. Everyone is listed, Molly Brown is a character, except Frankie Grande is listed as Victor Garber. He is not listed as Mr. Andrews. He is listed as Victor Garber. Which is That's correct. amazing. Isn't this this is amazing? incredible. God. Thank you for sharing this. Kelsey. You're welcome. Uh, Emily, do you have your... 
I have a final wrap up question, which is very Please. philosophical, and I don't even think I actually have an answer to it. I just kind of want to hear everybody spitballing. Why does Rose throw the heart of the sea necklace into the ocean with her weird long rat tail that we just discovered at the very end of this movie? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's Emily's favorite quote. <laughs> it's actually my favorite. <laughs> so I why think, why I think that the heart of the ocean is the Titanic, right? Like it's it's this like symbol of like uh yeah, like of grand grandeur, right? And it's it's massive uh and it's beautiful and it's super duper rich. Um, but it's also this like thing that like, she literally says like heavy, dreadful thing, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that ultimately what James Cameron is trying to get across is this like story of like rich white people (laughs) and right. Mixed with all of this like tragedy and history or whatever. Um, and so I think, I don't know, I saw it as like her letting go, right? She like shortly dies thereafter. I, I think she dies. Um, I also think it's like her saying like, y'all care about the wrong thing when you're talking about the Titanic, right? Like we need to like care about the people, um, who died. That's what I think. I like that. Me too. Also, like, why does she keep it that long if she hated it so much? Okay, you so know, I think, like a- yeah, it's like a token. She was like, I don't have a picture of Jack. Like I have nothing of him, but this, that's the only thing she has like from the Titanic. and. She wore it during the whole like portrait scene. So it has meaning there. Like she's not going to keep the coat that Cal gave her. So like, this is the only thing she has of Jack after all these years. And like, also, yeah. And she never sold it and tried to get money for it because that was such like a a Cal thing or her mom thing to do. She just like Mm -hmm. held on to it. And now she's like, fuck all of you. It's just going back into the ocean. Like this doesn't belong to anyone. And that's also, like, her statement about herself and, like, what she learned within Mm -hmm. that tragedy is, like, fuck all of you. I don't belong to anyone was kind of the same thing. And also, like, if Rose had made just, like, a few other very simple different decisions, like, that's where it would have been anyways. Like, it Mm would have gone down with her or it would have gone down with Jack or it would have gone down in the safe. Mm -hmm. It's like a token of closure for her, obviously, because, like, you're saying she doesn't really, it's like there's no value of it to her, like, monetary-wise. Maybe, like, a little bit of symbolism, but the fact that she throws it overboard and then she passes away... And then I feel like because the heart of the sea went back to the Titanic, like the site of where it was from, the site of all the action that we just saw, and then we have her passing peacefully, I feel like that was like her symbolic way of being like, I'm ready to go into the after, like, I'm ready to like, leave everything now, like go, like I'm ready to like pass peacefully. Yeah. Which yeah. Leads More me to peace my... than closure. More yeah. like. It's peace. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. which leads me to my final, final, final question, which also kind of connects to like my biggest qualm with the movie. At the very end, Rose passes away. I don't think she should have been young when she goes back and connects with everybody <laughs> in the Titanic. 
I'm thinking like a Coco situation where I'm like all these people, every single person in the Titanic that is in this final beautiful scene is like young. Like they are the age that they were when they passed with the Titanic. And it's like exclusively people who died during this incident. But Rose is very young. I think she should have been old Rose. It would have I would be jarring. so mad if when I went to heaven. It would have been very jarring no. and disturbing, and I would have been mad. But I More was like, so- why did she get to be young with everybody Everyone else? Like- I'm just being silly. That was like a joke question. <laughs> the that last scene is where from what i remember again i saw it a million times in the theaters that last scene sends people from crying to bawling right (laughs) like like seeing all of these people die the way that they did and then seeing them again smiling at her like is fucking with the score with the score Uh, of on another level are you kidding me yeah so good. I like study to that soundtrack, and then it gets to the sinking part. I'm like, skip, skip, skip. skip. I'd be more productive. Wow, wow, waka waka, wow, wow, waka waka. I just love how you think that song should be in this movie. Like, <laughs> but also, don't you think like her husband of like forty or fifty years is like, uh, do you Hello? not want to come to my heaven? Kelsey, yes. That guy is sitting on a comfortable couch in a beautiful room somewhere. Like, yeah, he's just like, hello, (laughs) pointing at his watch. Yeah, 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 poor Rose's uh, like other husband, where she had lots of babies with that man and had a beautiful family. He's like, I'll just go fuck myself. Kelsey and Crystal, thank you so much. One for coming back after what is (laughs) arguably the most contentious two hours of any of our lives. Uh, and two coming on to help us talk about this movie that we have been way too intimidated to cover up until now so we couldn't have done it without you and you guys are the best hey the man that drove us apart brought us together <laughs> Cameron poetry <laughs> you are my for forever I it's kind of like with Joe Biden where like I wasn't that into him until he forgave my twenty thousand dollars of debt and now favorite president of all time that's how I feel about James Cameron and the Titanic best movie director in the world also yes, kind of the you. same way we feel about Victor Garber post Legally Blonde but during Titanic like you did yeah. something bad but you did something so good. He did many things really good. Yeah. Yeah. Our Daddy Warbucks. Our Daddy Warbucks. Thank you for having me. This is my favorite movie. I'm so excited. Good job.